So, we met online. This is a podcast about love, sex, and everything in between the world of online dating. I'm Erica. And I'm Chris. Welcome to So We Met Online. If you're looking for more information, find us online at SoWeMetOnline.com and all social media at SoWeMetOnline. Today's podcast is sponsored by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash SoWeMetOnline. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hey, Chris. Hey, Erica. <laughs> I love when you say it like that. So, you know, sometimes we do our Q&A episodes where I take real-time questions from usually clients, could be friends, could be anyone who asks questions, and we discuss it. Yes. That's what we're going to do. Excellent. Okay, so this actually just happened this morning. I got a text from a friend of mine. Here's the background. She met him, I guess, a week and a half ago at a bar. She was out. They seemed to hit it off. They made out a bit at the bar. <laughs> they exchanged information. He asked her out again. They went out again. Same thing. She was pretty sure after a second date that she didn't want to pursue anything with him. But she didn't know if she was going to hear from him again after that second date. So after five days, and he did know she was out of town in that time period, though last time I checked, phones do work. Right. She texted me this this morning. The guy texted. I'm not surprised. He isn't much of a texter. We never have actual conversations and probably figured he'd check in after I was back. This is the part that that hurts my brain. (laughs) Now I have to, this is from her. Now I have to decide whether to ghost or send an awkward response. So I was tempted to throw my phone out the window when I saw that, Mm. but instead I wrote, are you kidding? (laughs) No ghosting out of the question. If you don't want to see him again, then be honest and tactful. That's the only option. She sends back, I am the type of person who generally doesn't see ghosting as an option. Yet, Erica here, I would beg to differ if it's even mm-hmm. in the, the Rolodex of things you would consider. She says, this guy is kind of weird. <laughs> like, I don't know how to respond to his texts. I'll come up with something. We never had a good flow. I mean, he's just asking how I am. So I message him that I'm not interested. I say, yes. <laughs> and then I actually wrote the text I recommend sending. Quote, I'm good. Thanks for asking. I gave it some thought, and while I had fun with you, I don't think we're a match. Thanks for the live music, of course. Glad we met. And then I told her she can add a best of luck to you. Then you're done. She said, I don't know that he's actively looking. I said, who cares? She says, I may tweak this, but I will send something considerate. I may also see him around at that bar if I ever go there, since he lives there. And I replied, he doesn't own the bar. (laughs) and i know that may make me sound cold i am very tough love with both my friends and my clients because while things are not black and white in dating when it comes to ghosting i would say that it is black and white don't do it don't stoop to that and at one point in this text conversation she said to me well so many people are doing it that's the worst rationale i've ever heard I agree with everything you said, and I also would be uh, sort of tough love on this. I would say it's pretty simple. Don't ghost. Write a message. Say thank you, but you don't see this going anywhere. You appreciate the time. Good luck. Done. Moving on. Right. And I know she was doing it to kind of rationalize perhaps not rejecting him, but her comment about, well, 
you know, maybe he's not really interested. He didn't ask me out again. He just texted, how are... He is texting. It means he's at least somewhat interested. The moment that she makes the decision that she is not interested in this person anymore, right. it doesn't matter what he exactly. is doing or where he's going to be or what he's thinking or if he responds or he doesn't respond. This message is in an attempt for her to finalize where she is at in this process. And that is, I'm out. Right. I'm done. I don't know why people make it so difficult for themselves. Uh, just be honest. You're not interested. Who cares? Moving on. It's like, I don't know. People think I don't I don't want to hurt his feelings. Like, you're that... And, and I love my friend. I'm not talking about her in this case. But, but like, we're that special. Like, we're really going to tear someone up yeah. if we don't want to go out with them again. I've mentioned this story before. I'll mention it real quick. Then you can move on to the next question because I think this is pretty cut and dry. But You don't have one, to talk so fast. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've been talking all day. Yeah, so my true. talking is... I was talking with somebody... We went out on one date. I asked her out on a second date. I got the message back from her that basically said, I had a lot of fun. I've met somebody else. I'm more interested in pursuing and seeing where that goes. Thank you for your time. I hope everything works out. I thought in, at that time, that was the best possible email response I could have ever received because she was honest. I knew exactly what was going on. I didn't have to question. I didn't have to wonder. I didn't have to get ghosted and all of a sudden she's disappeared. Right. This was perfect. Well, I'm glad. I think some people, I believe you and I believe her. I think some people unfortunately use the I met someone else excuse because they still don't know how to reject someone kindly. The problem is, one, you're lying if that's not true. Right. And I'm not saying that's the case in, in your situation. But also the person thinks you were at least mildly interested enough to say, oh, well, if that doesn't work out, give me a ring. You have to say things in no uncertain terms. Again, honesty and tact are the two keys. As long as you make it abundantly clear that you are not interested, but you're kind, then someone can be, and I know I've said this before, someone can be disappointed, but they can't really be angry with you for feeling the way you feel or not feeling the way you feel. Yep. All right, moving on. Let's see, what else we got here? Okay, I got this email from a client. I had a date yesterday that went well and have a second date with him Sunday. There are commonalities that I value. Brainy, geeky, good sense of humor, same religion, vegetarian, walker, traveler, cultured. Okay, that's a lot of stuff. Did I mention handsome in his own way without his eyeglasses? <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Here's the butt. He's, quote, amicably separated and still lives in the house with her. She has a boyfriend. <laughs> it's his second marriage, three sons from the first. I don't typically go on a date with a separated man. This is a nice compliment, but I learned from you to stay open and just go. He said he's getting a divorce soon. They have a prenup and will sell the house. I didn't ask anything. He volunteered the information. Any advice on the married and living together situation? I'm having a hard time with that. So, here's what I said, and then Chris, I need to hear your take. You're laughing. I don't know why. I said, as for the separated and living together situation, it's a tough one. On the one hand, it's not really your business. But on the other, it is if it impacts you. Would it bother me? Yes. Would it bother me to the point of not seeing him again? I don't know. If everything else seems to work, then it would be a shame to dismiss him because he's at a strange point in his life. 
So as long as things are moving forward with the divorce and there's a definitive timeline on things, then that would give me peace of mind. My question also is I advise people not to share too much, if anything, about past relationships on the first date because it's a real downer. It can really, especially if you had a bad divorce or something like that, or a bad breakup, it can really affect the tone of the date and not in a positive way. So in this case, she said she didn't ask, he volunteered this information. But when information is given to you, you know, knowledge is power, you're going to use that information, right? So then she used the information. She ended up canceling the second date, which I would not have advised. I think it would have been worth going on a second date, especially because she seemed to have a real connection with this guy. I don't have answers. I think everyone has a different capacity for what they'll accept. I know I dated someone who was also going through a divorce, who owned the home with his ex or almost ex or whatever you want to call it. And it didn't bother me so much that they co-owned the home. Like I didn't care about the document. I cared more that they were each coming and going as they pleased because that to me didn't really mean that they were exes. So what's your take on the getting divorced and living together or separated or not just sever, it's the the sharing of the home thing. Sure. What, what is your take? I mean, obviously, I don't think it's anyone's preference. I've got a lot of thoughts on this one, but let me start. I actually received a text from a woman who I had met on Bumble. But so you hadn't met her, met her. We connected on Bumble. Okay. And we began talking and we were scheduling a first date. Mm -hmm. And in the process of scheduling the first date, she found me on Facebook and she sent me a friend request on Facebook. I don't recommend that. Okay. So she found me on Facebook and she sent me a friend request. I'm just interjecting. I I realize. And she says... Wait, why did you accept it? Because I knew who she was and we were about to go on a date. Oh, God. That's a whole nother conversation. TMI. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Well, okay, TMI. And here's what she said to me. Okay. Hi there. Just so you know, I think your post on women's photos and dating apps is hilarious, for those of you who follow my Facebook. Uh, just now we've got all the people out there who's going to try to find me on Facebook. Right. And some well, I post stuff on yeah. Instagram, too. So. Uh, just quickly, though, so you don't get the wrong idea, now that you have access to my account, because obviously we connected on Facebook now, so mm-hmm. I can see her account, yep. just like she could see mine. One, yes... I have photos of my ex on there. She said that? Yes. This is, this, I'm reading her text message. Okay, so it was like text after text after text. Yes. You hadn't said anything yet. No, I haven't said anything. So she says, one, yes, I have photos of my ex on there. And yes, we still have the same name because we are still legally married. Okay. For financial and medical insurance reasons. Oh my God. It's a lot of information from someone you've never met. Two, yes. We are friends, so she's still friends with her ex. Mm -hmm. And yes, we share a home, but we are not on the fence. And when she means on the fence, means about their relationship, that they are just friends. They just own a picket fence together, but they're not on it. (laughs) And three, ugh, she says, I feel like there should be a three because that makes it neat and tidy. Okay, I'm super honest and I have no secrets. And it's better to be upfront than to leave you to assumptions. These are her words. Okay. Okay. I'm very curious now. Actually, let's wait a sec. Let's take a short break. And then I want to hear your response. Okay. 
Just for you, our listeners of So We Met Online, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I don't know about you, but I have a guilty pleasure, and that is playing Candy Crush on my phone. But I feel like I have to balance out the dying brain cells by educating myself while I'm playing, so I can listen to an audiobook from Audible. AudibleTrial.com slash online for a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial. Okay, so I want to go back to something you said, and based on the text message I just said, in terms of too much information, how would you feel in the reverse? So in this case, she texted me all of this stuff up front before we met, mm-hmm. and in the story or in the question, the guy offered that information freely. Right. But what if you went on a date and you really liked the guy Mm -hmm. and then you decided to go on a second date Mm -hmm. and you really liked the guy and things were progressing Mm -hmm. and then by, say, the fourth or fifth date, Mm -hmm. you find out that they still live together. Right. How would you feel then? See, I see both sides of that. I'd, I'd be angry. Right. But on the other hand, now I've built something with this person and would I be angrier because I feel misled or would I be more inclined to be accepting because I know I like this person? And that's what I think this story or this particular question really is wrapped around. So I'll give you a perspective from my divorce where when I got my divorce initially, I was dating a lot and I was telling women look, I'm going through a divorce, we're separated, it's over, I don't have feelings for her, we're not living together, whatever the case might be. And I was trying to basically get them to agree that it's okay to date me, that Mm -hmm. I'm ready to date. But I will be honest, in my state of mind today, looking back, say, 10 years to when I was dating during divorce, I was not ready. That was actually going to be my next question. Yeah, and I believe that most people coming out of a divorce are not ready. I realize that that's different for everybody. Mm -hmm. And what I argued when I was coming out of my divorce was the marriage was over five years ago. I had plenty of time to get over that. I had no feelings for her. And all of that is true. But it's, it's not a matter if that's true. It's about... Am I emotionally prepared to get into another relationship? Am I open-minded enough to find somebody that is not the complete opposite of what I had in my marriage? And the answer on all of those was no, no, and no. So I would say, in my opinion, don't date the married guy because he is not ready to have a relationship. He is not emotionally available. Again, I'm overgeneralizing this, but I've been there. I know what I went through personally, and I can say without a doubt, even though I said I was ready for a relationship, I know now I was not. Mm -hmm. I can't give the advice never to date someone separated because... Like you said, everyone's different. Everyone has a different story. Except as you were talking, I wrote down a question because I didn't want to forget to ask. And it's exactly what you said. If you are separated, are you ready? Are you emotionally available? And of course, it's like it's like drinking and driving, right? Everyone thinks they're great. Right. Oh, yeah, of course, I'm fine. Right. Now, I think plenty of people are ready. But that doesn't address the living together situation. Sure. One thing I want to inter- interrupt myself on is I will say... The word separated is on online dating profiles 
sort of a kiss of death. Mm-hmm. Uh, Match.com, you know, asks your relationship status. OkCupid okay, does not. Some of the apps do. Some do not. And people make assumptions about what separated means. Yep. And separated, and when people see the word separated, they don't assume you've been separated for five years and living independent lives. No, they assume you're in the house, you're going to get back together because there's no legal documentation. Even though, I will say, you know, certain states like Virginia, for example, if you have children who are minors, you have to be legally separated for a year before you're allowed to get divorced. Yep, all of that is great. You know what I think when I see separated? What? Good time. I literally do not think anything about, oh, this is the situation and maybe they're still living together or maybe this. I think that that's a person who is simply trying to get out of the house and have a good time. The reality of it is we have no idea. We don't. But again, that's my interpretation that they are actively seeking Mm -hmm. to have something that they weren't having in that relationship. And if they are still living together, they want to get out of the house. If they do have kids, they want to get out of the house. They want to get away, escape, and go have a good time. And that good time can come in a lot of different forms, but it's definitely... Again, to me, kiss of death from a different perspective, Mm -hmm. not ready for a date, not ready for a relationship. I will say also, in order to get past any relationship, I do believe there needs to be some element of time and separation. Yes. Like physical separation. Yes. So living in the same house, you can't have that physical separation. There's no closure. Well, closure or not, there's just, you can't separate yourself. So it's really hard to kind of close one chapter and open up another chapter. If chapter one is still open, sitting on your bed, how do you start reading chapter two? Yeah, and I'm going to go off on a little bit of a tangent and hopefully try to bring it back around. But I went on a date a couple of months ago and I was talking to the woman and she was basically saying, you know, how long have you been single? Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, I've, I've been single for, you know, a good nine months. That's a terrible question. Well, hold on. And, and she says, oh, I could never be single that long. And yeah. I said, why? Mm-hmm. And she says, I need to be in a relationship. I think and that's I a red said, flag. <laughs> that's a red flag. That's more on you. Mm-hmm. I am perfectly okay with being by myself. And I think that as you get through that divorce and as you are trying to segue between being with somebody Mm -hmm. and living with somebody to not, you need that separation and that time apart to come to an understanding of what you really want. That's actually a good segue into the last question I wanted to share. This came from a young female client uh, in her early 30s, I think. Last we spoke in November, I had just started seeing someone I was pretty enthusiastic about. He and I wound up dating for a few months, it got serious fairly quickly, and ended abruptly. The relationship seemed to have a lot of potential and it took me a while to recover. I've been on a handful of dates since, but I just can't seem to get myself motivated to meet new people. I'm still on OkCupid and using The League and Bumble occasionally. Finding matches hasn't been a problem, but I have admittedly had a lot of trouble following through, sparking conversation, and making plans once matching with people. I have over 10 people who I'm actively interested in on Bumble with open conversations, but I can't find the motivation to just schedule a date. I feel like I need to get over this inertia and then it will feel more natural, but not sure how to do that. I welcome your thoughts and suggestions. And the reason I think this is tied in is because of my response. My response is, to start, I'm sorry things didn't go the way you wanted in your last relationship. 
It's always hard whether you're together for a few months or a few years. And it's okay if you're not quite ready to get back out there again. I know this isn't what you thought I'd say, but taking your time to get over someone is something I strongly recommend. When you do get out there again, I want you to do it wholly, not half-heartedly because you think you should be ready. Like you said, you have no problem getting matches, so if you need a break, you'll still have no problem getting matches in a month or two. My recommendation? Delete the apps for a bit. Give yourself permission to just be. And then when you're ready, I'll be here. 100% agree. You know, from my perspective... I just want to record that and have it as my alarm (laughs) in the morning. Just your voice saying 100% agree. 100% agree. I could get used to that. (laughs) (laughs) Today's going to be a great day. The weather is. (laughs) The weather is. Okay. The best. This is total sidetrack. I like that. One of the best Seinfeld episodes is when Kramer pretends to be Movie Phone. And he says, (laughs) thank you for calling Movie Phone, a service of AOL. If you know the name of your movie, press one. And he's like, why don't you just tell me the name of your movie? (laughs) That's pretty funny. Oh, my gosh. Anyways. Okay. So, yes, I 100% agree. And again, I take my own personal experience onto this one where I did delete all of the apps. I did vacate myself from the um, almost habit forming swipe left, swipe right, just to occupy my time. Mm -hmm. It's not healthy, really, right? We have these dating apps. It's part of the problem with dating culture today. We are never satisfied, and we are basically in this mindset where I can just pull out the app and swipe, swipe, swipe. People do it when they're bored. They're bored, whatever. So I did delete all of the apps. I got off of dating uh, websites. I just vacated it all and decided that I don't need to be in a relationship, partly because I needed to get over an old relationship. Sure. And there is no right time for that. Mm -mm. You know, it... I've been in relationships where it took me 24 hours to be over the relationship, you know, and then I've been in relationships where it's taken me 24 months to be over that relationship. At the end of the day, when you're ready, it's the time to then move on. And I know this is an outlier and I know in some ways it's very cliche, but Sometimes when you're not looking oh, is no. when it will happen. Mm-mm, I hate that. I know you hate that. And I know, you know that people don't that? like that. But it can work that way. I don't like that because it takes all accountability away. And it makes people think that things are easy when they aren't easy. And I believe you have to put in the work to find what you want. That's assuming that you're saying that being single is easy. Being single can be an accountability. I'm accountable to myself to believe in myself to to heal myself to be ready for a relationship that's me being accountable that's me just going out and swiping left and trying to find somebody and yeah you could say that's making an effort but is it is it really an effort or is it easy is that the easy fix to sit there and say i'm gonna swipe right until somebody matches and then oh that's easy there's a person that's a good argument i don't know what to say (laughs) She is speechless. No, now, no. Now, I'm going to record this because I want to wake up to it. Here's your alarm. Oh, you're up. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, there's a disturbance in the universe. Erica doesn't have a thought. Okay, that is not, it's only mildly, mildly funny. No, I honestly think the most work you can do is to work on yourself. Yes. But no. then, is swiping left and right 
willy-nilly work? No, but you have to be proactive. Ho, ho, okay, so I am going to agree with you. We're not living in some fairy tale land where a prince or a princess is magically going to appear and you're going to live happily ever after. Right. You have to actually make the effort Correct. to ask people out, to make the effort to go on a date, and to make the effort to communicate to make that date successful. Yep. Absolutely, 100% agree. But my argument is, is don't do it just for the sake of you're single and you don't want to be single. Do it when you are ready to do it. Absolutely. Thanks for listening.